what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Riding out the storm, waiting on the sun Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 55, volume 3 of Big Fan, the least listened to podcast in all of the continental 48 states, except in Hawaii and Alaska, where we have a huge following. You might ask, hey, Hank, Chad, why do you have a huge following in Alaska and Hawaii? I simply say, I have family in Hawaii. Hank simply likes salmon. My name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of TV's greatest game show host, Alex Trebek. Rest in peace. Cooler November temperatures heading right in time for Thanksgiving. And last but not least, scratch and sniff pumpkin spice stickers where we are printing at Deluxe Printing Group as we speak. You're a big pumpkin spice guy. Huge pumpkin spice. Huge, huge. My name is Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of living through my 11-year-old son with Christmas present purchases, Masters in November, and Big Pete Imer's 87th birthday. Wow, seems like we've got a lot of things to talk about, Hank. First of all, did I throw you off with the Hawaii and Alaska and you being a fan of salmon? I was wondering where you're going with that, and you never fail to make the joke worse. (laughs) Yes, wonderful. So let's start, if we may. Actually, you know what? I'll take this this lead, and I'll, I'll start here. So in the last two weeks since we last spoke with our, our wonderful audience, Alex Trebek, who I call the uh, king of uh, game show game show host, he passed away. And so I don't know if you were a big fan of Jeopardy, Hank, big sh- sh- uh, fan of any game show, but Jeopardy was my number one. Tell me a little bit about your game show uh, likes and dislikes. Oh, Jeopardy was great. Um, I love Jeopardy. I mean, when you, uh, you know, it's one of those acquired shows that you don't really appreciate to, you know, to get some of the answers right yes, to high school. So you're, so you're smart enough to get some of the answers. Absolutely. You're smart enough to get some of those answers correct. Yeah. But um, it's a, that was a great show. The only, the other one that I like was the no whammy, no, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, whammy. What oh, was that, one? that was called uh, Pressure Luck. Press oh, Your pressure. Luck. That was a great yes, one. That was a yeah. great one. So they I'm going to avoid or something. Yeah, the no- uh, it wasn't the Noid. It was. It might have been the Void. It was something. But anyway, I'm going to give you some uh, – we're going to play a little bit of Jeopardy with you being the contestant and me being Alex Trebek, Hank. And this is going to be fun facts about Alex Trebek, Trebek's life, okay? So, do I have to Hank, say what is, where yes, is? You, absolutely, you do. So, early life for 100, Hank, all right? Answer. It's the higher calling that Trebek as a child originally felt – compelled to follow and you're just guessing this is these are kind of hard but so this is early life for alex trebek all right it's the higher calling that he as a child originally felt compelled to follow what would that be hank what is to be a priest ding 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 correct hank so he grew up in ontario canada and the first thing he wanted to do when he was a young buck is he wanted to be a priest i don't really know what took him out of wanting to follow that calling but, you know, I'm glad he did because he was a hell of a game show host. All right. First jobs for 200, Hank. First jobs for 200. Answer. 
This is the job Trebek took at age 13, making it his first work experience. What is Paperboy? Very good guess, Hank, but not correct here. I'm sorry. The correct answer is, what is a hotel bellhop? He worked at, at a hotel when he was 13 years old. Guess what his biggest tip ever was? Four dollars. 25 cents. Wow. Cheap, cheap people living over there in uh, Ontario. Canada. Canada. Yep. All right. Here's your $300 question, Hank. Where were you when you heard the news? Answer. It's one of the defining news stories of the 1960s, which Trebek reported for for CBC, CBC, I guess CBS, while working there early in his career. Think about 1960s, huge story. You know, there's JFK's a lot. Of dead. What is JFK's death? Bingo! Hank, you are good at this game. Congratulations. Where was I? I was nowhere in sight. Neither was I, my friend. He so he was an announcer. He worked for a news station in somewhere in Canada and that was like his biggest um career. You mean like an anchor? Not a, yeah. <laughs> well no, he was a reporter. So he wasn't like a news anchor. He was like a reporter, you know, on the scene right. kind of thing. All right. right. Subject or uh you know what is whatever it is. Title. Early Canadian media pairings for 400 Hank. Answer. These two famous Canadians shared a segment on an episode of CBS's The Way It Is in 1969. I have you know what, Hank, we're going to pass this question. It makes no sense because the answer was Alex Trebek and Moses. Who the hell is Moses, Hank? Yeah. I mean, I know the Moses from the Bible. I don't know the Moses from a Canadian broadcasting channel, right? Yeah, I, that's not my deal. I don't know what that is. Yes. So I'm glad you skipped that. Thank you. Very good. This is a good one. Celebrity job references for 500, Hank. Answer. This television legend suggested producer Merv Griffin Hire Trebek to host the newly rebooted Jeopardy in 1984. Hint one, it is a female. Hint two, she had red hair. Golly. In 1980 something? 1984. 84. Um, she was a comedian, red hair, older at that time. I, can't, I don't know. It Who was Lucille that? Ball, Hank. Lucille Ball. Ball. She was the ah. one that suggested uh, Mr. Alex Trebek for the host to Merv Griffin, who Merv Griffin is, you know, one of the best executive producers of all the game shows that have ever been created. So anyway, Hank, that's a little bit Alex Trebek uh, fact information there, a little bit Alex Trebek jeopardy, if you will. I hope you enjoyed uh, that, listeners, as much as Hank and I did even though that wasn't very entertaining. We did get to learn a little bit more about Mr. Trebek, Hank. It was. It was good. It was good. You know, the best Alex Trebek tributes were the ones that they did on Saturday Night Live with Sean Connery. Absolutely. And you know what's so wild, Hank? The next thing on my list, Sean Connery died. He passed away, too, over the last two weeks. So we lost Alex Trebek and Sean Connery when Sean Connery was the perfect SNL uh, Jeopardy contestant. What is your favorite question that he answered? I know. I, I think that the one where he's like, you're an idiot or whatever he says to him, right? When he answers the whole thing, I can't remember what it was, but I will tell you when he does his name, what was the one that he did when he was his name? Uh, yeah, I know exactly. And he keeps like mocking it the entire time. Yes. Oh, it's so good. 
Uh, we'll need to watch. So we'll need to watch that again and uh, refresh our memories. But that that was a fantastic episode. It leads me to our topic number two, and sh- with Sean Connery uh, passing, Hank, I kind of fell down this uh, wormhole of Sean Connery facts and all this stuff about a week ago. But I stumbled into onto a list. You know how we love our list here. I'm the big fan. Top five bald actors. All right, five top five bald actors of all time. And I, I'll give you a hint. Sean Connery. You know he's number one. Okay. Can't, do you have a guess at any of the other top five? We'll give you, you know, three ants if you don't get them, and we'll go through the list. But let's start with Sean Connery, number one. You take it from here, Hank. Top five bald actors of all time. I'm going to blow your mind because when you said that, it just, like, people started rushing to my head. I don't think these are great actors, yes. but I think that they're probably on it. Um, would Samuel Jackson be part of it? Hank. Bing, bing, bing. Absolutely. He actually comes in at number three on the list. Number three, Samuel L. Jackson. The one that came to my uh, mind at the very beginning was The Rock. He's got to be on there. So this is interesting. The Rock made the top ten but not did not make the top five because I don't think he's been around long enough to make the top five of all time list. These are some of the names on this list. You'll know them all. But they're a little bit older than The Rock. I know one. I know one is he's made the bald head famous was Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas was number seven, Hank. He was number seven, didn't, didn't crack the top five. You're missing only, one. Go, I mean, that's pretty obvious. He would be number two that you should come up the with. Only, the only two that I can think of left is Ben Diesel. He was 10. Jason Statham. He was nine. <laughs> so, newer guys. Yeah, so you're yeah, these are the younger dude. I'm just gonna go ahead and hit you. You would know number let me give you a hint for number two, because you'll kill yourself for not knowing this one. So actually this number two starred in a few movies with number three, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, he uh, Oh Bruce Willis. Bingo, Bruce Willis, number two, number two. And oh. these next uh four and five, I I mean Patrick Stewart, he was the guy that was on like Star Trek. You know that ball yeah, head yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was four yeah, yeah. and number five. Sir Ben Kingsley. I don't know what, exactly what movies he's been, but he's been in a lot. Um, I kind of like The Rock to take Sir Ben Kins- Kingsley's uh, position there. But For anyway, sure. top five bald actors, Sean Connery, number one. Do you remember? You know, Sean Connery is best known for his uh, role as 007, but he played a couple other really cool roles. The one that I loved him in, he played in this movie called The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. They were like police officers that are trying to take down the mob. Do you remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that movie was great. It was during like Prohibition, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, that was pretty good. Do you have any other Sean Connery movies that uh, you recall? No, it wasn't there. Didn't he do one recently with like Morgan Freeman where they were like washed up and they, they ended up like trying to do a bank robber, or, like they were trying to rob a bank or something? Was that I Sean Connery? I don't know. He did the uh, know, Indiana man. Jones for like the the Last Crusade. Oh yeah, movie too. he was really good in that as well. He was great in that one. But anyway, R.I.P. to Alex Trebek. Trebek, R.I.P. Sean Connery. Hope you're in a better place. Looking down on on us right now. Um, Hank, you were talking about your son and Christmas presents. Let's go there, buddy. What you got? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because you start thinking about Christmas well in advance and. You know, I, I, kids don't need any don't need anything. You know what I mean? They just don't need anything because you know everybody's you know got plenty. Sure. But you just start thinking about what what 
what do I think is cool? What do I think he was cool? And so you start like thinking of all these things, you look at all these things. And next thing you know, you're looking at, I, I don't want to give anything away because my son listens to this, but you look at something that you're like, now that's cool. Now yeah. I, I could, see, I could see this happening. This would be the one. And whether it's clothing or uh, uh, some sort of thing you ride or something, you know, whatever it may be, um, it's kind of fun because now he's at a point where I think his stuff, you know, like some of this stuff is cool. And so it's um, it's interesting to um, Christmas shop for him because Reagan and I will get in discussions of, nah, I think that that thing stinks or nah, I don't know. And uh, it's kind of funny because it's uh, a lot of what I like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But you can't obviously give away the hint of what it is because, you know, it would blow the surprise. But I know exactly, exactly what you're saying. When Olivia finally started getting into video games several years ago, I was like, holy, yes, the time has come where I do not feel guilty playing video games because I'm going to be spending time with my daughter as we play. Right. That kind of feeling. For sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's exactly it. But uh, it's going to be interesting as we get closer. I'll, if we. um have an episode that is uh, right before I'll I'll let the cat out of the bag on that one. Okay, perfect, perfect. You know, speaking of holiday seasons, you know, we've talked about this many, many times in our 55 episodes of The Big Fan, but Thanksgiving is my number one holiday. I just can't get enough of it. Um, you know, it's uh, it, there's no pressure. You eat, you watch football, and you drink, and you lay on the couch. You know, I'm five, four things that I'm really good at. So I was thinking, though, this one's going to be different, Hank. You know, uh, tell me what your typical tradition is and how will it be different this Thanksgiving, which can you believe it? Thanksgiving is less than a week and a half away, dude. This is bonkers. It is crazy. It's crazy because, you know, you're going to have to modify, you know, are you going to have to modify your plans? Are you going to be able to get together with you know the people that you normally get together with? Because, you know, nine times out of 10, this is where you are in groups bigger than 10. Right? Yeah. You are in Absolutely. And you're with people that are coming from different areas that you don't know exactly where they've been. So it, this this holiday season is going to be crazy because, you know, we're having it at my house. And so, are you really? Yeah. So, you know, you're going to get to the point where, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's going to feel comfortable coming over. And will it be more along the lines of I'm going to make everybody a plate and I'll take it to you? Yeah. Or, you know, are five of us going to get together at one night and then five of us? And I don't know. I, I have no idea. Oh, so y'all haven't talked about it yet, huh? Well, we've kind of said next week, we'll see what the comfort level is, you know, yeah. going forward. But, you know, the scary thing that you always think about is, you know, Thanksgiving is a time to get together and families are going to get together, it, whether it's good or bad, they're going to get together. Right. And that's going to possibly make, you know, make this explode even more. So it's going to be interesting to see how cautious everyone is going to be. Yeah. And so my mom and dad, they fled to the beach, dude. My mom and dad are at the beach for a month. They left on Sunday. And so normally we'll spend some time with them. Well, we're not going to do it this time. They're going to kind of be solo at the beach. Jennifer's parents, who we normally, after Thanksgiving at my house, we drive to High Point. We're not going to see them. They're going to be doing their own thing. So, man, I have no idea what we're going to do. It's going to be kind of a, a completely different Thanksgiving, which, hey, man, 2020 has been completely different anyway. So, you know, why, why change now? But it will still have the traditions that I uh, always love, that I've loved. And so I made a list of some of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions, Hank, and you just give me a couple of yours. First of all, my tradition, I would say top five uh, thing, and it's going to be a little different, but, you know, we'll still get to watch it. The parade. A good feeling 
to me is when the Macy's Day Parade is when you get up on Thursday morning, you get your coffee, you know, you're off work, so you're relaxed. You grab your newspaper, your iPad, check out what the hell is going on in the world, and you flip on the, the telly. And the Macy's Day Parade is just starting up. Now, you know, Macy's Day Parade has been canceled. There is no yep. parade like we are accustomed to. However, they're going to have like a virtual parade. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Maybe you'll hear bands from different areas play. There are no balloons or any of those hot air balloon thingies uh, going on. So that will be very, very different. Were you a Macy's Day Parade fan? Would you watch it in the morning? I think it's always just fun to have it on. I wouldn't yeah. sit there and say, oh, here comes you know this, here comes that. But I do hate the idea of us not being able to do it because you know these are the things that really – create memories when you're when you're younger and you know you may not sit down in front of the tv and watch every minute of it but you remember what it you know it being on you remember your mom watching it you remember sitting down and saying oh look there is santa claus or whatever it may be right. so you know it, it it is kind of funny how um how these traditions are being changed for for everyone you know what it is it's it's a feeling of comfort you know, it's com- you've been watching and hearing it in the background and seeing Snoopy come down, you know, that street in New York City. And when you see it, you just feel like comfortable. You know what I mean? You're sitting in your PJs. Yeah. There's a fire going on in the fireplace. You're drinking your coffee. You see Snoopy and you think about back to when you were eight years old seeing the same thing. So it is a comfort level thing. Um and it, it, yeah, I, I hate that it's going to be taken away for our, for our kids for this year. Hopefully next year it'll be back. But that is a tradition that I, I it's dear to my heart for Thanksgiving that will change. But, you know, we'll still have it in some virtual way. Number two, football on Thanksgiving, three games, can't get enough. You They come on, the first one starts at noon. The last one finishes up at 11 o'clock at night. You know, that tradition you know they ain't taking the football away from us on Thanksgiving. There's hell no. You know that can't happen. So anyway, you know, actually that tradition probably will fall number two on my list. Obviously, Hank, football on Thanksgiving, an important tradition for you. For sure, for sure. You know, I, I think that that's probably one of the biggest ones because not only are you watching football, you always have a tendency to go outside and play football. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's kind of the thing is, you know, and it's the one time you can get your sister or your mom or your grandmother and you get to stiff arm them and put them <laughs> to the ground. But, so you know, that, that's it's the one time that you kind of get family football together and you get to do stuff outside, whether it's football or not, like yeah. cornhole or, you know, some people are grilling outside doing whatever. But right. it's always a it's I mean, football is, I feel like, the best part of it because it brings your family closer together. Absolutely. Another tradition that's important to all of us is food. You know, Thanksgiving, you always think about food, the turkey and the dressing and all that wonderful other stuff. Well, I don't know if you've heard, Hank, because of the family get togethers are now going to be much smaller. Instead of buying a real huge turkey like people have done in the past, now these smaller turkeys are just flying off the shelf. You know, a turkey, instead of feeding eight or 12 to 16 now they're buying a turkey that only will feed six but they're jacking up the price these little turkeys cost more than the big turkeys give me a big turkey give me a big turkey let's have leftovers for a month just even if you know you know what i'm saying let me get some turkey soup let me get some turkey legs let me get some turkey sandwiches let me get some whatever else you can put turkey on let me get some of that 
because you ain't going to charge me for a, a six-pound turkey the same price or more than you're going to charge me for a 28-pound turkey. I will draw the line here, Hank. I think you should draw the line because that's ridiculous. I'm going to I'm gonna buy more big turkeys <laughs> to prove a point. So we, we actually – usually – I told you we were doing it at our house, right? Yeah. Well, doesn't happen when you're at my house is we're not going to cook that stuff. So we always have the club cater it. We've done it for the last years. And uh, I got to tell you, it's pretty nice picking that thing up at 11, cutting it at 11.15, having people eating at noon, and packing up shop after that. Oh, perfect. And do they give you all the fixings and all that stuff, or you just get the turkey there and you will make the sides at your house? No, we get, we're getting everything. <laughs> we're, we're getting green beans. We're getting mashed potatoes. We're getting dressing. We're getting gravy. We're getting the whole thing. Um, that, that gives me my next little topic here. So the best Thanksgiving thing, you know, that you eat, that you eat, what is the one that you got to have? Like, you know, if you had to take away everything, but there's that one that you got to have. We may have had this conversation before. But we did. Yeah, and what was yours? It was some type of stuffing. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. What is the stuffing? Yeah. Stuffing. Yes. Stuffing. I've got to have stuffing, and I love sweet potato casserole. Those oh. are the two. Is that I and I love green bean casserole. Those are if I could only have one, it'd be stuffing without a doubt. How about you? So yeah, my list is kind of like yours. You could actually even take the turkey away, the ham, all that stuff. I don't even really need to eat a meat product. My time, Thanksgiving time, is surrounded by carbs. You know, I just need lots and lots of carbs where it's like broccoli, cheese, casserole, mashed potatoes, and gravy, whatever it is. But there's one shining star on the table that my mom makes specifically for me and nobody else in the world will even taste it or eat it because it's funky. It is funky. She makes this thing. It's, it's an oyster stew, right? Hank? And it smells really terrible and it looks even worse, but she makes it just for me. And she's made it since I was five years old. So actually I'm going to miss it this year. Cause she, we won't be together, but it's no, it's called yeah, it's oyster stew casserole. So it's like a stew and you bake it and it's got like this, it sounds gross. Believe me, mom, I hope you're not listening to this, but even if you are, I love it. So you have one big fan in your oyster stew casserole and I will miss it this year. Well, I'm sorry to hear you're not going to get that. And that sounds disgusting. So <laughs> I, even if your mom is listening right now, I, I've, I love your mom and I'm sure it's delicious, but it sounds disgusting. So I'm i I'm not a big fan of, I would not be taking a big ladle full of that bowl at thanksgiving at your house yeah so if you were to take a big ladle and let's say you just scoop it out and plop it on your plate it would consist of this gray it's grayish like gravy right and it's over these un where they're cooked but they're little oysters with a brown stuffing on the top dude it looks like an alien it is gross looking but anyway trust me it's really good trust me yeah that's that's terrible i don't yeah. think i want to part of that yeah yeah um so, Hank, you know, this last weekend, we got to celebrate the Masters in uh, November, which was quite the treat. It was very odd watching it without seeing the fans there and the, the, the yells and the screams and the energy. But I thought the players handled it greatly. Uh, Dustin Johnson was phenomenal. He ran away with it. Um, 
But what did you think about it being in November compared to April? Was it a, a pleasant surprise for you? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is it actually, I feel like there's so much going on in spring that I, I feel like that it was actually kind of nice to have it in November, to be able to have something, you know, to have golf this late in the fall, which we never do. Yeah. Um, and to have a tournament that means so much was kind of nice. So, um, y- you know, uh, there was a lot of reasons why, I, why I think it was fun. A, I know you're involved in that, you know, a, a master draft that's really cool that allows people to root for certain players but having somebody from hickory and yeah. you know in, in it was amazing and to watch you know i just like tiger in it because he makes it more exciting i like dj i like a lot of the guys that are now playing right now because anybody can really win because they're all really good so i uh i i don't know i really enjoyed it yeah i did too let me tell you a little bit about the masters draft so We've been. This was our sixth year of, of holding a Masters draft, and it simply is: you come, everybody, you know, puts in a little money to the kitty, and you get to draw out a number. That number represents the number that you pick. Uh, uh, your player, like for instance, if I pulled twelve, then I'm going to pick number twelve on the board. If I picked one, then I get the first pick on the board. So anyway, uh, you know, we're accustomed to like six people showing up, eight people, twelve people. I think it's the most we ever had was maybe fourteen. Well, we held it outside because of COVID-related uh, scenarios, and we didn't really think we'd have too many. Well, all, nearly 40 people showed up, Hank. 40 people. Granted, we were very socially distanced. We were spaced out uh, outside, so everything, everybody was cool. Everybody was safe. But uh, one of the hosts of the draft was new this year. His name was Matthew Pitts. Not new to the draft, but new as one of the hosts. And this dude pulled out all the stops. He brought a putting green to the draft he bought brought a master's flag a flag from the masters hank he brought pictures of sam sneed and arnold palmer while they were at the masters um he brought scorecards he i mean anything you could imagine that was masters related he brought to the uh tape the the venue so we could decorate it we had the lake hickory country club who hosted it serve like pimento cheese and egg salad sandwiches just like they do at augusta you know, we had like peach cobbler, we had sweet tea, all the stuff to make it feel like it was at Augusta. And the coolest thing of it all, Matthew's dad, Mr. Pitts, um, has been, he's a, an incredible golfer. He Like he's never shot around. I think he said less or more than 82 or 84. Anyway, this dude's a phenomenal golfer. Normally he shoots in his 70s. So he told some stories. Matt Pitts's dad, there's a lot of connections to Augusta and Hickory, but one of the biggest is Matt Pitts's dad was the first participant in Arnie's Army. Do you have you know what Arnie's Army is? Oh yeah. Oh Arnold yeah. Palmer had a group of people that would follow him at every tournament. Well, Matt Pitts's dad was the first member in the army when he was eight years old. He started following him. And, you know, people were like, what'd you do? I can't remember what tournament he was at. Well, he said, I followed this young man named Arnold Palmer. And uh, they were like, oh, who's he? Before anybody knew him. And the next time he'd go to another tournament, there were more people following and more people following. So anyway, Matt Pitts' dad, Bill Pitts, was the founder of Arnie's Army. We learned that at the Masters Draft and all kinds of other stories. There was another guy that drafted. He has been the, the flag bearer, like the guy that holds the – the little score signs, you know, on the holes. He is mm-hmm. the, the scoreboard holder at hole number one at the Masters for the last 25 years. He was at our draft. 
Can you imagine the stories these guys were telling? Oh, oh phenomenal. I can imagine. Phenomenal. I can't imagine. Other special guests were uh, JT Poston's dad, who actually participated in his first Masters. His dad was with us at our draft and his brother. And so we were having, you know, FaceTime conversations with JT at the draft while he's getting ready to play. Oh, what a night. What a night. What a night. What a night. And I, I heard uh, JT um, uh, helped in, a, 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 I guess it was a lunch or a viewing party. He bought pimento cheese sandwiches and egg salad sandwiches so people would feel like they were there. Yes. For anybody who wanted to show up, he, he picked yeah, up the he bill said, on Friday's lunch. Yeah, he, he so said, as long, I'm not paying liquor. I'm not paying alcohol. <laughs> knew that group that was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, he's smarter than that. Yeah, he would have to uh, forego his entire master's check if that was the case to pick up that bill. <laughs> yeah, he'd be coming off the hip for that oh, one. But uh, anyway, it was very gracious of him, and it was a, a great master's weekend. Which kind of leads me to my next question as a sports fan, Hank. If you were given these options, you know, which one would you choose? We won't rank them. We'll just tell us our tell your number one. So if you could have one round at Augusta with eight of your closest friends, family, or whatever, you go to Augusta, the golf course is yours, you play that golf course. Or would you like to play under the lights, a doubles match, US Open, nighttime, nine o'clock in the summer? U.S. Open tennis doubles in New York City, or would you like to play a pickup basketball game, 10, 10 homeboys, girls, sons, brothers, whatever, at Madison Square Garden, or would you like to play a wiffle ball game with friends and family in Wrigley Park, Wrigley Stadium, on a April spring day? Well, this is you, you made it a hard, you made it a really tough decision until you said that last one. That I, you know, it, it, now, now let me preface this. I mean, you know, to be in Wrigley is special. To yeah. get on Wrigley is even, you know, for a baseball fan is even more ridiculous. Right. But I would do that because it would it would be something that would tie a bunch of us together. But if it weren't for the baseball one. I would definitely choose Augusta just because there is nothing more beautiful than that course when they play it. Right. Absolutely. And to be out there with some of your friends and it would, out of those four golf is probably the, the, the fourth sport that I, I would like to participate in. You know, I mean, I would love to play tennis next. I'd love to play basketball, but to be completely honest, the whole package deal yeah. by far. Augusta. Completely agree. I know the wiffle ball at Wrigley would get you, um and i and for me for sure it would be playing augusta eight buddies you know you've seen the course a million times on television probably even been there to see a, see it a live tournament but to actually play on that thing i mean that is a bucket list i mean that's top three bucket list of all things on my bucket list you know to if that were to really happen that would just be unbelievable and i bet you a lot of our friends if you were to pose these same options to them i bet they would say augusta i'd say about 75 percent would say augusta sure you know these um this podcast reaches you know areas that you know we don't even know about so maybe there's somebody out there that can get you on augusta get us on augusta maybe we can do a from augusta oh how wonderful how wonderful would that be yeah that'd be a dream it'd be amazing dream come it'd be amazing you know one of the things that they would probably do is treat you like royalty you know who else treats you like royalty? Time genies. Time genies. Wow, Hank, you beat me to it, buddy. Go ahead. Very nice. Time genies. They are a wonderful concierge and errand service who 
um, really would help you professionally, could help you personally get the things in your life that need to be done that you're having a hard time getting done because you're so busy or it just it keeps slipping through the cracks. So if you need to get these errands or uh, concierge service, you go to www.time-genies.com and uh, they will certainly help you. Wonderful. Thank you, Time Genies, for being a wonderful sponsor of this fantastic podcast and this great network. Hank, uh, a couple more things I just wanted to run by you. You know, we're wrapping up our fantasy football uh, season and, you know, someone just put a beat down on your team and that someone was my team. And as uh, we progress through this season, it looks like you won't make the playoffs and it looks like I'm going to be a contender to win another ring. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's uncanny. Actually, actually, I'm tied for third. actually, I'm tied for third in our division. Wow, that division is horrendous then. If you are tied for yep. third, this division sucks. Correct? It's not great. <laughs> it's, it's not, not great. great. It's not good. So, yes, I um, I actually am tied for third, but I probably need to win out to uh, to make it there. I need some luck. But, you know, it doesn't help when your quarterback leaves the game early and uh, you, you, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, well, let's just say if you have to win three games to get in, it's not going to happen, Hank. You probably won't win another one. So anyway, I was going through my my uh, schedule and my fantasy team uh, team here that we are, we compete together, and the name of my team is Larry Sprinkle, and I've named him after you know we had our draft during a a deluge where it rained like twelve inches in two days. So anyway, it's kind of a funny inside joke of how I got there. But I was thinking like, how odd this dude's name is Larry Sprinkle. And he's a meteorologist, right? I was like, if Larry, there's got to be more meteorologists with names tied to weather than just here in Charlotte, North Carolina. There's got to be more well, Larry like Sprinkles out there. You know what I'm saying? I like where this is going. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, hey, trusty old Google, let me do a quick search and see if I can find any other names with a meteorologist or, you know, weather people that had names related to weather. Well, I do the Google search and number one, and Larry, Larry Sprinkle pops up as number one. This dude, how long has he been around anyway? I remember him for at least 20 years, Larry, right? Oh, yeah, he's been around for a long time. Yeah, so he's legendary as a meteorologist, especially with the name Larry Sprinkle. But here were a couple that caught my eye. There's just not one. I mean, there's like 40 meteorologists with names tied to weather. One of them, and this person was actually, he worked for the Weather Channel in the 80s and the 90s. His name was Ray Ban. Not the sunglasses. His name was Ray Ban. So, you know, sunglasses, weather-related, boom, there's your one. We've got another That's one. Isn't that wild? Another one. This guy passed away last year. Rest in peace. His name was Sunny Day. His name was Sunny Day, and he was a meteorologist, Hank. How perfect. That's perfect. Here's another one. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it is embarrassing. This uh, person served as a meteorologist in New York City for 30 years. His name was Stormfield. Stormfield. Wow. Excuse me? Yes. Somebody named their kid Stormfield? <laughs> yes. Last name Field, first name Storm. How about this one? You know, the women even get involved here with these names. This lady is a meteorologist at uh, ABC. She works in New York City as we speak currently. Her name is Amy Freeze. We've got another one who works in M Minneapolis. Her name is Sunny House. The list goes on and on. Here goes Johnny Mountain. 
How about how about Johnny Mountain? And of course, here goes the rest of our our, our people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Got to get. Let me get a couple more in here. Here's one that's not really weather related, but I just thought it was perfect. Casanova Nurse. Just love that name. If you if you had another kid, Hank, I would want you to name him Casanova Imer. How cool would that be? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, here's one that's he, this guy was number two behind Larry Sprinkle, so he's world renowned. His name, he's an LA. It's I saw a picture of him. He's an LA meteorologist. He's been around forever. His name is Dallas Rains. Rains, you know? I'm telling you, yeah, it, it just I got keep, it. They keep getting better and better, Hank. But anyway, I'll end it right there. How about, how about I end it with this one? Flip Spiceland. Not related to weather, just a cool name for a meteorologist, right? <laughs> Flip Spiceland. <laughs> Man, that was a tangent that I did not think we were going to go down. Love it so. Love it so. So anyway, man, yeah, what other, besides meteorologist names, you know, what other fun stuff can we discuss on episode 55 of Big Fan? Oh, no, you're were, you were ending I'm at, No, I'm asking you. I'm sure you've got some other wonderful things to discuss before uh, we move on to my final thing I need to ask you about. I'm not going second fiddle to whatever. That guy's name was that you just said. There's Flip Spiceland. What? Come on, <laughs> Flip Spiceland. You know, listen. I'm going to let you uh, wallow your own demise over there. Okay. I can imagine the eye rolls that we're you're getting from our fans right now. I'm accustomed to it. So this is the last thing I want to talk to you about before we you know hit your wonderful list of great topics. So as I was breezing through the meteorologist names and all this stuff, I you know. Um, there's a bunch of commercials that pop up on the screen and actually it reminded me of another thing that my daughters and I when were watching TV. There's always this commercial that pops up and it's amazing to me how they know all the like little little jingles and like the little taglines. These kids, they don't miss a beat, right? They know everything. Like uh, um, there's a 1-800-GET-MONEY commercial. They sing the whole jingle and all this stuff. Well, there's this one commercial that always comes on. It is the uh, uh, Pepto-Bismol uh, commercial and they have this thing and it's like dun 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 and diarrhea you know so I was thinking oh, yeah, yeah. you know if Hank were a, let's let's say like a commercial actor right he's a commercial actor and he got gigs doing this and that or whatever and he had his agent came to him and said Hank I got I got it's a, gonna it's a tight month man you got to make your selection we got two opportunities here for a commercial that you're gonna be the star in so you got to come up and say. Hey, you know, I've got I use this product because I've got uh I've got eh going on, right? So, A, would you rather be the commercial actor in the Pepto commercial where you're saying, "Oh, diarrhea." Or B, would you want to be the dude in the erectile dysfunction commercial say, "Yeah, give me one of them blue pills." So, what would be <laughs> your choice, Hank? Diarrhea, erectile dysfunction? I got to tell you, Chad, when I got on this show years ago, I never thought we would get to this point where you would pose the question to me whether I wanted to be a voiceover actor for diarrhea or erectile dysfunction. But I'm glad we're here. I really am glad we're here. So there's why you wouldn't be the diarrhea dude is beyond me. Okay. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know. But I mean, if you just want to go into, hey, why not on the Super Bowl? Let me be in the middle of this commercial for erectile dysfunction. I think you've got bigger issues that you need to deal with. So I'm going definitely Pepto-Bismol. 
Yeah. What if I threw the option in for hemorrhoid? You know, preparation H hemorrhoid commercial. Does that change your mind? You stick it with diarrhea? I'm still going diarrhea, hemorrhoid, then <laughs> around. Okay, God, where have we gone? This show used to really be, you know, it would be inspiring to people. People would say, man, you really brought some uplifting messages to me in last week's podcast. Now we have sunk to an all new low discussing diarrhea, hemorrhoids, and erectile dysfunction. We're not just we're not just discussing that, Chad. We're discussing a fictitious agent calling a fictitious actor and asking him if he would accept one of these three roles and why he would want to accept one of the three. So we have gone well beyond just talking about this. We have made characters on this. So good work. Oh, thank you, man. It was a very creative week of, uh, yeah, of, of, um, note taking for the podcast this week, as you can tell with meteorologist names, famous bald head actors, uh, pretending to have an agent and star in a diarrhea commercial. I mean, the list goes on and on, Hank. What a week. What a week for the big fan. I cannot wait to see what the the big fan, the blurb is to, to get people hooked into the show. I mean, oh, you- Good luck, Moose. Good luck with that one. Just, we should just say big fan and have a big X to it. Just say canceled. <laughs> <laughs> this week's show, canceled. <laughs> oh man that's good uh, stuff give me something else buddy what else you got on your uh, list of fun over there? well you know to be completely honest i thought you were going to discuss you were talking in, about golf and you're going to talk about the uh the world of golf that you were going to be in this weekend that i can only join for about six hours Yes, thank you, Hank. So uh, this week we're putting on quite the show. This is going to be the first annual Hickory, North Carolina. It's called Town Cup, where we are a group of about 40 men and some women involved and a bunch of kids who are going to play a role in it. We're taking over a golf course and we're going to set up a Ryder Cup format. Three teams competing for, you know, who knows what. Maybe it's a... uh, a blanket or a, you know, a piece of a plastic trophy. Really it's about pride of bringing home the first annual town cup championship to their group. And actually I'm fortunate enough to be a captain of one of the teams. We've already had the draft of many of the participants. We have Friday night is where we kick off and we have a, the pairings, uh, the pairings show, if you will. We also have, you know, matching outfits, hats, all kinds of fun stuff to distribute to the wonderful participants in this year's Town Cup Championship, Hank. I'm glad to hear that you will be now a part of it, even though if it might just be for a day, at least you'll get to feel and taste and enjoy the camaraderie and the competition that we will experience on this beautiful Hickory weekend that's in front of us. Hey, I I can't wait to just be part of it one day. I mean, uh, I, uh, I get the the benefit of playing for somebody on Sunday, and the person individual I'm playing for is terrible. They're terrible. So whoever drafted that gentleman gets a, a an immediate upgrade on Sunday because I'm going to come in there and at least be able to give a couple of strokes. I would hope so. And yes, uh, I I don't know if I want to let the cat out of the bag yet in case someone does listen to this podcast. But let's just go ahead and let it out. This gentleman you're referring to, we do we do know him as Mr. Irrelevant because he was the last picked 
player in the entire yes. format. Yes, that makes me so happy. Yes. So anyway, there's nowhere you can go but up, Hank. Nowhere you can go but up as you replace him. I, um, I cannot wait. Let me tell our audience just a format. So it starts out, you know, we have a two-man best ball. So we're competing two-man best ball against three teams. That's the first nine. The second nine is a captain's choice. Um, third nine is an alternate shot. And the fourth nine is an individual mono e mono. 14 guys against 14 guys against 14 guys, three teams. Whoever accumulates the most points for an entire weekend will bring home the championship. There's also a lot of, lot of fun gifts and gag gifts and prizes that we'll be doing along the weekend. We've got a low country boil going on Friday. We've got a fine dinner set up Saturday for all of our, our lovely wives and our families and such. So it'll be a, a big time in Hickory, North Carolina, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I can't wait to be out there. And I get to uh, compete with you this evening as well, seeing that we're getting ready to finish out our tennis season. Um, so I can't wait to uh, to sit out there with you. Because Wednesday nights, if our fans don't know, Wednesday night is a big night for us because it's our league night. But even bigger than that is what goes on after. A lot of a lot of ping pong. A lot right? of ping pong, yes. A lot of conversation. A lot of talking about how a lot of conversation about how good or how bad one was. Yes, yes. And um, I can't wait to hear about it tonight because we've got double header going on tonight. And I think I'm one of the only ones that's only playing in the first match. So I am going to get to watch you in the second match. Yeah. And I uh, can't wait. Yeah, it should be a blast. This is the end of our season. Um, our team brought home the gold without even having to win a match tonight. We're 6-1 and one with a double header in front of us this evening. Congratulations to the Lake Hickory Country Club Three five four zero combo led by Mark Hugerich. He is the man that put it all together. So shout out to Mark Hugerich. Um, he was our, our our team captain, and it's the first time our team has ever actually won. So granted, we only had to compete against one other team because of COVID this season, but uh, still, we can't take that away from Mark. He brought home the gold. Right? No, he did a good job, and uh, maybe the only thing he has. So let's not take it away from him. <laughs> Maybe it's the only trophy that will be on his mantle. Do you think he's ever won anything else, Hank? Oh, man. Well, I was going to include him in, in bald actors, but we know he's never been in film. <laughs> you know, I, I was, can't imagine yeah, doing I, anything. Yeah, Hugo Rich would probably come in a close 12. I had Will Rowland at 13 on that list. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were really close to breaking into the top 10, but, you know, maybe next year, fellas. Maybe next year. You know what they need to do? They work with their agent to see if they can score one of those hemorrhoid commercials, and then they're they're (laughs) shoe in for next year's top ten. No, I I feel real. I feel real difficulty them uh, them unseating Yul Brenner at eleven. So (laughs) I I think that's going to be tough for him. Oh, it will be tough. uh, Tough task. But anyway. Well, Hank, buddy, I've enjoyed our time speaking this afternoon, and uh, I hope our fine big fan listeners will. Continue to tune us in even after this uh, debacle of a podcast. But if you do want to add any meteorologist fun names, you know, to uh, Jim Spiceland or uh, Jonathan Mountain, feel free just to reach Hank at 828-256-3212. Yes, shoot him over a text. <laughs> just let him know your, your favorite meteorologist name, and we'll make sure we get it on uh, next week's podcast. Sound good, Hank? Thank I think I appreciate that. I'm going to get probably spam everywhere, so I really do appreciate that. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, guys, thank you very much uh, for listening. Hank, I look forward to seeing you tonight and this weekend. And uh, y'all be safe. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you in about two weeks. Peace. Uh-huh. So bring it all back home like an old country Bible.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.